to the Now We're Talking podcast, where we attempt to review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Harry. I'm Martin. And I'm Jacob. This week we'll be discussing Volume 1, Disc 1, of Now That's What I Call Music. <laughs> Don't start right. on me about much <clears throat> goo-goo. I got, okay. I can't believe you didn't like the one where he's going like that. It's got bass playing in it, mine. <laughs> Before we start, I have some questions to ask you. Is your breath fresh? Uh, yes. Do you have spinach on your teeth? Oh, we both made an answer. Or... Is your deodorant strong enough? Uh, I don't know. I think it probably is. Well, no, I could always go strong. Like I could go stronger to one of those weird ones that sounds like a medicine. And you can get like up to ninety-two hours freshness now. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's too, too much. Fresh. One yeah, sleep yeah. and you're smelling. Um, I'm not. That's plus. That's rubbish. Surely you're gonna have to like have a shower at some point in between ninety-two hours. You're not gonna go ninety-two hours just relying on deodorant. Remember, we're going all the way back now to the nineteen eighties. You're it's, lucky you've got ninety-two now. minutes. Ninety-two minutes protection. Well, it's like it's like sunblock, isn't it? I used to be used to get like factor ten. You'd be like, oh god, I've got factor ten. Like, you're a bit careful, aren't you? Sunblock. Now it's fifty, isn't it? We're yeah. not going to get sunblock until about what now seventy. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song anyway? What that was quoting from? No sunblock. Oh oh, no, sunscreen. No, no 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 no. There was a, there, no. There it was, was like called a, sunscreen. It was like a well. club. No, there was like a club. Song by someone called Sunblock, I'm sure there is. Well, we, we'll, we'll see. We're jumping ahead. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years you might find out. <laughs> no, we'll start by saying who we are. Just say your name. Okay. And uh, an interesting fact about yourself. Interesting fact. Or maybe what, what my, my your, first, your first now. What was your now first 32, now? Yeah, yeah I can talk about that. that was okay. Good. Um, I'm Martin. And uh, my, my first now was now 32. Now that's what I call music 32. I bought that because it had Gangster's Paradise by Coolio and Mr. Bombastic by Shaggy on it. That's that pretty much mm. the songs I wanted. CD or cassette? Uh, CD. Of course. Yeah. Double CD. Christmas present. Got that. And Michael Jackson's History. Mm. First, first two <laughs> CD albums I owned. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm Harry and my first Now album was Now 26 on cassette. And that had... Uh, PM Dawn on it. PM Dawn. I think. What song is that? <laughs> Set adrift on memory bliss. That one. Your baby you send me. That one. Yeah, I don't remember that. Well, well give it, give it another twenty-five yeah, albums, yeah, and I'll hear it. Yeah, you, you will. You will. Yeah. I think it had creep on it as well, but that might have been. I had twenty-six and twenty-nine. I'm not sure. I'm Jacob. I think it was somewhere around twenty-four, maybe early 20s I'm pretty sure it was the one with the second appearance of Young at Heart by the Bluebells but also I have a strong memory of of having the cassette on in the car of one of the nows and Buddy Holly by Weezer being on there <laughs> Buddy when was that then? 96? well that was yeah, earlier no, well, was about 94 well, Buddy Holly quite yeah it did come out yeah you're right 
I don't think I, I didn't think that would be on now. That's as well. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have your indie hits at the end of one of the discs. Yeah, yeah but uh, all like the rocky hits. Harry, do you want to start off by giving us some historical context? Yeah. You know where where we were in the Roman Empire and that sort of thing. Well, I've got, well, I've got stuff for 1983. I've got stuff for like November 1983. That's fine. And I've got stuff that's just about the album. Well, let's start with the album. Yeah. All right then. Well, now one came out in November 1983. I've neglected to put the actual day. It was preceded by Paul Young's album No Parley. It traded number ones with that a couple of times, and then it stayed number one for a few weeks. It was it went triple platinum. And uh, it was succeeded by... Does anyone want to take a guess at what it was succeeded by? By 83? Yeah. Was it, was it by someone that was actually on it? No, it wasn't. Was it, uh, now, that's what I call music too. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that quick. No, it was, a, it was a big, big album of the 80s. Thriller? Yeah. yeah. Uh, succeeded at the top Thriller. of the UK okay. charts by Thriller. Mm. Yeah. So in 1983, uh, started with... ARPANET migrating into TCP slash IP, which is the... Yeah, uh, that, that means a lot that's, to me. That's, that's considered to be the beginning of the true internet. Before that, all internet was false. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a few days later, Mount Kilauea started erupting in Hawaii. Hasn't stopped, still, still erupting now. And in February, the final episode of MASH aired, setting uh, an audience record of 25 million viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the biggest until Seinfeld? Finale. I guess it probably was. Mm. It di- I don't know, it didn't say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in April, there's the maiden voyage of the Challenger Space Shuttle. And in, also in April, Tokyo Disneyland opened. And, oh yeah, there was another thing in April. This little girl, Samantha Smith, sent a letter to the leader of the USSR and he offered for her to go over there because she sent him a letter saying, all nice, saying, like, oh, I think we should stop this war. He said, no, nah, the Soviet Union's really nice, why don't you come over? She's interested anyway. Read a Wikipedia article. She only lived to the age of 13, but she did loads of stuff in did, her life. Did she go to Russia and never come back? She did go to Russia. <laughs> she did take them up on their invitation. But yeah, if you want to know more about Samantha Smith, Wikipedia. Oh, you tease. Yeah. <laughs> and June Thatcher was re-elected by a landslide <sighs> in the British government. And also, in July, Nintendo's Famicom was released in Japan for the first Ooh. time. Yeah. And in July 23rd, this, this, this made my eyes go big. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Ross had a concert in Central Park, which was cut short by a lightning storm. But do you know how many people turn up to see Diana Ross in Central Park? 800,000 people. Wow, I thought you were going to say 800. 800. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, oh my God, that's love. Yeah, it was too rainy. Um, and 800,000? <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I guess I don't don't know how big Central Park is. I just know they it's talk really about. It. I know where it is. Yeah, yeah. Central. I know that. <laughs> it's near the coffee shop, isn't it? Central yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, in August, the bill first aired as, yes. uh, but it was it was called Wooden Top. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. Basically, like it was, it was on this thing. Oh, was it like Storyville or something like that? It was about police. It was called Wooden Top, and it was like a one-episode thing on this Storyville or whatever it was called, Story Time or something. Yeah, Storyville. And then basically, that ended up being the pilot for the bill. So yeah, the bill was first known as Wooden Top. Was was Reg in it? I don't. <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> that's interesting, then. That's that's something that the 
now that's what I call music series is actually outlasted because the bill ended didn't it ran for a long time but it ended yeah that's true uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in September the May's prison escape happened which was the largest in British history I don't want to go into that one too much though just Wikipedia it <laughs> <laughs> in October Thrust 2 beat the uh, land speed record with a speed of 633.468 miles an hour or just over a thousand kilometres per hour if you like that money uh, and in December the Jules Rimet was stolen from the Brazilian soccer HQ and it's never been found mm. which takes us up to November when this is there's too much of this when <laughs> <laughs> this takes us up to November or just past it well now we'll go back <laughs> to when now was released all of these things were happening at the time the Reverend Jesse Jackson had just announced his candidacy for the Democrats' presidential nomination. Mm-hmm. The Byford Dolphin rig diving bell accident happened on the 5th of November, which, again, that's a very interesting Wikipedia article. It's pretty disgusting, but it's quite interesting. Are you, are you sponsored by Wikipedia? <laughs> no, this is just where I get, get all my information from. I look out that all of my research is also going to come from Wikipedia. And then there was the Able Archer 83 sort of missile crisis where the, the Western, the, like the Axis, decided that they'd like, simulate the escalation of a nuclear crisis like really well, like really sort of run it through. And the Soviets were watching, thinking that they were actually escalating mm-hmm. up to like a nuclear war and it all got a bit hairy for a bit. And then Turkish Cyprus <laughs> declares independence. On the 15th of November, I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Brinks Matt robbery happened on the 26th of November, which is uh, over 6,000 gold bars worth 26 million was stolen from the Brink Matt vault in Heathrow Airport. And they only got a little bit back and they only caught two people. I mean, gold uh, bars are all right, they're not that nice, are they? Really? <laughs> I mean, I'd they're a lot bigger back then, though. Yeah. You don't see them as much, but when I was a no, kid, no. gold bars were all they the rage. Were, yeah. They yeah. are delicious. They are. The Bella Twins, uh, footballer Philip Lahm and rapper Professor Green were born in November 83. Oh. And uh, season one of Stranger Things is set in 1983. As is, this is England, Silent Hill, Pete's Dragon and X-Men Apocalypse. Well, they're all set in 1983. Yeah. Oh. And the highest grossing film in 1983 was Return of the Jedi. See, I, don't, I don't know much about that. That is Professor too many. Green, but I thought he was a young man. I thought he was one of these young, up and coming. Wow, well, it's not much older than us, is it? Yeah, but we're quite old, aren't we now? No. <laughs> we're in our 30s. No. I thought he was like young and down with the kids and like 22 or something. So, the first song on the first now is Phil Collins. Has anyone got anything to say about Phil Collins? Uh, that, or that song? Cause well, that song. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go on, Harry. No, go on, someone else go first. No, I haven't really got anything. All I was going to yes. say is that it's a bad cover. <laughs> well, it's just interesting that they, they tr- tried to replicate the 60s sound, and it actually sounds less dated than the Tina Turner let's stay together thing that's all I was going to say really considering like Tina Turner was made by all these electronic people you think it sounds more dated than Collins well 
Yeah, yes. because it's that particular <laughs> 80s thing, 80s style of production. That's okay. Well, when we, when we get to Tina Turner, like it is, it really suffers from the production. Well, yeah, I didn't really like it. No, I didn't. I, I thought it was rubbish. I just thought, oh, that's who would listen to this when you could just listen to the original? It's not that much different. No, but Diana Ross and the Supremes can sing a lot nicer than Phil Collins can on this sort of song. I thought like the snare sounded like someone getting slapped on the bum. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought like it's like a kind of a real sort of come on. I just didn't really like it didn't feel comfortable because he's like a little pig man and I don't want him to like be all loved up and like oh I really like you. I'd be really frightening. No, no, Phil is allowed to love. Was, yeah, everyone's allowed, allowed to love Harry. Come on. He yeah, but he's just a funny little man. You can just imagine, can't you? We're, we're going to come to Blaze over I, Phil, because he's going to be on these compilations a lot. I listened to that song with headphones earlier, yeah. and I quite enjoyed hearing the, the Phil Collins little backing vocal parts yeah, of him doing the Supremes parts, and that, that made me laugh. This is how it's going to break down. I'm going to be really pro-Phil Collins. Harry's going to be anti. You're going to be <laughs> semi-skim yeah. milk in the middle, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't speak ill of Phil. That's my motto. <laughs> Yeah. I just wouldn't want him writing a love song about me. Yes. Yeah. Well, he didn't write it. He just copied it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want him copying a love song no. about you. <laughs> <laughs> his breakthrough album was all based around his divorce um, that had happened. So this is Phil learning to love again after being bruised badly. Is it? Not literally bruised. I think the second song is Is There Something I Should Know by Duran Duran. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The main thing I thought I, when I was looking into the, the research is um, that, well, I'll quote Wikipedia directly. Rumour has it, <laughs> its production and release was prompted by reaction from the rest of the band to Nick Rhodes producing Too Shy, a UK chart topper for the previously unknown Kajagoogoo, at a time when Duran Duran had yet to release a number one single. And that song, Too Shy, is also on now. And there's also Lamau, who was the ex-singer of uh, Kajagoogoo, on there as well. So I think, basically, they were running the entire music industry. They were sort of the Illuminati of their day, I think. The Xenomania. The, the Xenomania. Bits of Duran Duran and, and Kajagoogoo and Lamau. They've all got rubbish names. And you know, you know. pretty rubbish songs. I, I, didn't, I couldn't get into um, this. All um, I remember is there was loads of slap bass at the end. What, in, in oh, Duran yeah. Duran? Yeah. Towards the end, it started getting slap bass heavy, and that's that's about what I remember, and it sounded like a sort of, as I imagine, 80s pop songs to sound. That was when the video got boring as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was enjoying the video, because it had that kind of 80s Memphis aesthetic to it. We'll be seeing a lot more of that. I don't, like, that only really started in 1981. But like a weird design house in Italy that called themselves Memphis for some reason. But like you'll see like all the kind of stuff that they designed. That's basically what the eighties looks like. <laughs> I'll be pointing that out. Like, this isn't yeah. the most Memphis video we're gonna see, I don't think. But, we'll but see for a the lot benefit worse. Of, I haven't watched the video, but and um, maybe the listener hasn't either. So just anything else you can say about the video, what happens in it? It's like quite rudimentary digital effects and they're like okay. just, I don't know, in sort of a black and white 
room there's a bit about them driving about or something. I can't even remember. It shows, shows how memorable it was. Then. But I think, I don't know if I've ever heard this song until I just listened ah, to it. Just, sorry, please, please tell me now. Is, is there some kind of link here? Like, is this, is this how it got on there? There's a very forceful use of the word now on the first now. Whoa, Maybe, yeah, it could you know, be. I don't know, I've uncovered something here. It like could this. be. Doubt it. That could be the I thing. Now is quite a commonly used word. I guess it's, 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 like, it's not. You can't it's not like enough. a really rare word. It's not. You can't hurry enough. It's not in Kajikugu. I don't think. Anyway. Do, you, do you want me to do? I'd now say. Watch? I'd, <laughs> I could listen to the whole album and point out every song that uses the word <laughs> now. <laughs> Just as a running title. You know. I guess if I wanted to. Exp- explain the video to people who haven't seen it I'd say that it features coloured clips of the band members in blue shirts with tucked in white ties interspersed with surreal images in black and white <laughs> it also includes clips from several earlier Duran Duran videos including some film for album tracks which were never released on MTV ah. well, MTV existed then didn't yeah it? when did MTV start then oh uh now your answer's skin. The August videos, 1981. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. Because obviously the videos from uh, Thriller got a lot of MTV airplay. And actually uh-huh. it's interesting because there aren't going to be... Even though Thriller was massive and all the singles were massive, you won't hear any... Um, I think in the first few nows, the only Michael Jackson song is Farewell My Summer Love, which is like a... Bad Something one. he recorded ages ago at Motown Cashing. Well, because... Not off the album, bad. Because, because although there had been compilation albums before, now was the first one that was co-released by two different record companies. Um, and later record companies joined, but, but not all of them did, which is why you get some really conspicuous absences like him, or like Madonna, for example. There's barely any Madonna in the 80s, and yet she was having all these big singles. So it, it's kind of a slightly narrow band of what was available I've well, just got to say one more thing about Dur- oh, that okay. Duran Duran song the yeah. line about as easy as a nuclear war oh yeah, that, yeah. that's an interesting one isn't it well, the, the whole <laughs> it's verse, a bit strong the whole verse I've got here well, my, the kind of four lines here are can you read my mind can you see in the snow and fiery demons all dance when you walk through that door don't say you're easy on me you're about as easy as a nuclear war yeah does that not speak for itself, Harry? <laughs> it's just very, Done. like... It's just a lot of emphasis, isn't it? It's just very emphatic. It's very clunky. Yeah. I mean, a nuclear war is quite easy, really. It's easier than normal war. You press a button, launch something, you press a different button somewhere else, and everyone dies. Okay. They're talking about, like, the process of getting funds and uh, gathering nuclear weapons. I guess that's probably quite difficult. Yeah, but how is... I mean, I'd say, <laughs> don't say you're easy on me. You're about as easy as trying to organise several thousand archers, some people, like, some, horse, <laughs> some cavalry, like... <laughs> yeah, don't say you're easy on me. You're about as easy as keeping a dog in a bath. Yeah, that's good. That's better. Right, you should, yeah. We'll re-record that. So, we come on to Red Red Wine by you yeah. 40. Now, Martin, I think you're going to have to clue in the listeners on your your peculiar love of 
of, of rubbish reggae like, and it's hating not reggae. Reggae. Oh, reggae. Like, oh I've got so much to slate. Pop reggae is away. Well, uh, I, I, the thing is... You've got some nice singing, you know, whereas most reggae's just sort of all sounds the same. At least they've got a, a singer that sounds a bit different. Someone whose view I'd like to represent, who's not here with us today, is somewhere at Neil Diamond, um, because uh, nice. that this, is, this is one of his favourite covers of his songs, right. and apparently he frequently performs the song live using the UB40 reggae arrangement. As See? Opposed to his Neil knows! <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Neil, Neil doesn't know. I mean, like, because... <laughs> What I was trying to work out is red, red wine. Does that mean, like, is that a way of saying very red wine? Or is it, like, red, red wine as opposed to white, red wine? That's what I was trying to work out. Why why the double red? What's that about? Probably just because it scans better in a song. But it's so redundant. I don't, don't think it's it has so redundant. Much... There's, there's a whole. You know, he says, please, please tell me now. That's the, true. The Duran Duran song. Why doesn't he say, please tell me now? That's true. You know, it's music. There's Come a on. lot. There's a lot of opportunities there for you know red red wine. You could you could have cool red wine or like expen- Well, expensive is too long. Cheap red wine. There's there's loads of words. <laughs> but Cheap that's red not. wine. <laughs> <laughs> smooth smooth red wine. Because, you know, <laughs> Well, perhaps, I'm sure. perhaps he's drinking red wine and it's made by a company called Red. Yeah, so it is okay, red, yeah. red he's wine. Gone to the sh- Reds. <laughs> <laughs> gone to the local shop Reds. Gone to Reds to buy some booze. <laughs> I'm just that unhappy with that. Red's red wine. But why do you love it, mine? I think it's, yeah. it's just good, good reggae, isn't it? Don't it's not good reggae. Like, all the best reggae, UB40, no. Zappa reggae, Pete Bush reggae. No. Don't you think it sounds like they've started in too high of a key and like the singer's sort of gone, oh shit. Like, it's like cartridge, isn't it? Red, 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 red. It's too high. Red, red. It's too high. I like UB40 enough to own one of their greatest hits albums and skip half the songs to listen to half the others. You know, there's some good, good tunes in there. I don't know, you like them enough to skip half their album. Half, way, half of their greatest hits. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's their best stuff, man. There's about nine songs I like. He sings, what I mean. He sings too high and he's got a silly little goblin face. I don't like his face. You can't judge like the music on his face. face. Come on. It was the 80s. They all had goblin faces. He's got a weird little thin, high voice coming out of a weird little goblin's face. And... I don't like it. And it's only, like, two minutes and 40 seconds or something. What's wrong but with that? It still manages to outstay its welcome. No, it doesn't. It does. Oh. It does, and the video's boring as well. It's all black and white. <laughs> <laughs> 80s is about colour. Um, no, eight, the 80s is all about videos where you see the performers pretending that they're in the studio recording it and they've got headphones on that's what it's all about yeah. <laughs> this is definitely one of the better UB40 songs there's another that's one that's not saying much is it oh this was one of hey, one of Hitler's better one. genocides <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, what about Cherry O Baby that song's amazing the bass on that oh it's brilliant UB40 didn't even write the song did oh they? yeah they didn't write most of their songs there's loads of bad covers of songs they don't go breaking my heart God, that's a bad again, UB40 again, cover it, <laughs> it sounds like it's in too high of a key just because just you can't hit hit that high key. Yeah, but it's like don't be jealous. Don't be hating on you before. It sounds like he's out of his element all the time. <laughs> that's that's where the vulnerability comes from. That's, that's yeah. what they... And do you have a go at his face? We just listen to Phil Collins. We haven't listened yeah, to Yeah, but it's not, not the best face. You know, Duran Duran. Mm. And look who's coming up next. Stop saying who's <laughs> coming up next. Try to see it. Playing a door. Making 
haven't got much to say about the Mao only for love except that <laughs> I, I've, it's my pick for a sort of forgotten gem I think even though you don't like it you've not got much to say for it that's how much of a brilliant forgotten gem it is well, sometimes there isn't a lot, you know, to say about certain songs. I can't even remember how can it we goes. Watch the vid- I listened to it about two hours ago. Can we watch the video it for it? Yeah, let's let's take a little break and watch the video. Okay, yeah, I can do it. Remembering what it sounds like as well. Oh, so the guy that was chasing him just wanted an autograph. Oh, yeah. There's the guy that. chasing him because he was an alien, but he just wanted Listen. an autograph. Okay, stop that. He, he probably wouldn't be asked for an autograph these days, would he? No. What's well, no. Do we? I want to say a little bit about about the male's hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I just uh, about his hair. Like that was a nice sort of underneath black with a kind of weird chicken's nest on top. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, nice. It wasn't yeah. nice. It's interesting. I like the bit, <laughs> I like the bit where he tells his mate off for like offering a pig to the model. He said, like, "Don't do that." <laughs> that was also Lamar's biggest UK hit. But what? he did... Uh, you think bigger than Too Shy Shy? No, that's because no, Goo Who he oh. left. Oh, they're all the same, yeah. aren't they? But well, that's the Illuminati. He didn't have another big UK hit, but it did make, mean that he met this uh, producer who heard him playing this song called Giorgio Moroder. Uh. He, he gave him like loads of international success, so he didn't have another hit really in Britain, but he did in like America and stuff. Giorgio Moroder's awesome. And he uh, produced all those sort of Donna Summer songs. He did the Scarface soundtrack... And he's going to turn up with Phil Oakey in a couple uh, of volumes. Don't look back. So what are we up to next? Uh, temptation. Heaven 17. Oh, temptation. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. I think this might be the first song we, we agree on. And like I say, I think this is... Maybe I have heard this song before. I've heard it in, like, you know, in adverts and films, but I don't know if I've ever listened to it in full until now. Have you ever listened to it at, it at a time of temptation? No. No. And I've never eaten it when eating a, a Magnum tem- Temptation edition. <laughs> Either. And I like Magnums a lot, so I might try and do it in the future. Um... Just uh, out of my research, I found this explanation of the song by Martin Ware from Heaven 17. He said, I woke up one morning and thought, I've got to write a song about sex. I've never written a song about sex. So the song is about rising sexual tension. And this is the bit I like. It has chords that keep going up, like an MC Escher staircase. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh. It's like, you know, it's like the human league being like, oh, don't you want me? Yeah, it's really, the sort of structure was inspired by Picasso's cubist works. But <laughs> it's strange as well, because you say it's like a staircase, but, and it keeps going up, but what if you were looking down? Yeah, but also the thing about MC Escher's... go down, down as yeah, well as up. The thing with Escher's is, they're the most complicated staircases. They go up and down at the same time. So it's not like an MC Escher staircase. And it doesn't, again. like, keep going up and up. It keeps going up and up, and then it goes back to the beginning, which is <laughs> low again. And so like, it keeps going up and up until it finishes, and then it starts at the bottom Until you reach again. climax, and then you it's have to more... start again. Well, he climaxes about 20 times in that song, then. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Uh, I just said I love it yeah and and awesomely we haven't seen the last of this song as well yeah will it come back it will come back one day Uh, 
And I'm going to say I'm going to make a playlist of all the songs that I actually like from now on Twilight Music to listen to in the mm-hmm. car and stuff. And this is probably the first one that will go on my playlist. I still can't hear this. I can sort of hear some horns, but I can't hear a 60-piece orchestra saying... So. Apparently it's on there. It didn't need it, really, did it? It's also got the line, put your dime in the hot slot, <laughs> which is um, going to be my innuendo of the month. <laughs> Diamond? No, dime. 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 Oh, dime. In the hot slot. You know, the bar that's crunchy on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, because a coin doesn't make any sense at all. Well, they're, they're English. It should be put your penny in the hot slot, shouldn't it? But it doesn't sound no, as good. Cause, no, no they, I think they do mean a dime bar. Because like, a coin doesn't make any sense. What else did Heaven Sent Boots do? It's, it's what? Like no. gambling. <laughs> Who's got one like a coin, honestly? <laughs> if you look at the yeah. line before, I bet there's context. Yeah, I bet it's, it's, it's a, a, a euphemism, isn't it? Hot yeah, slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're actually talking about putting money into it. Her eyes spin round, and if you get two cherries, you're on a promise. Yeah. Who are Heaven 17? I think Martin Ware was in an early lineup of. Human League and possibly Depeche Mode. Okay. Doesn't he go and does one of them go and do like Erasure and all that business? Yeah, there seems to be a lot of the, this big sort of. Um, I think I've got a bit of that later. Crossover. Does it? Yeah. Didn't God, look him up. See what. See what he's doing. Martin Ware. It's. I've got Sheffield written there in brackets. That probably means. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, well, Human League were also from Sheffield, so hence yeah. all the crossing over. And pulp. Oh, a bit on. later. A bit later, yeah. I don't, I don't, there isn't, yeah. Actually, you say that this song was covered on, like, at the Brit Awards or something by Jarvis Cocker and Beth Ditto from the Gossip. So maybe he covered it because he wanted to do a Sheffield song. So is this yeah. Bob Ware? No, no, Martin. Martin, Martin, Martin Ware. Well, when I to Google that, unless I spelt it wrong, it just brings up a someone. Do Heaven Seventeen then? The character from uh, the film Get Shorty. <laughs> oh. What? Uh, and then if you search Heaven 17 it comes up with Bob Ware on a song called Heaven something you like okay. give it up oh that's because he spells Martin wrong he spells it with a Y <laughs> <laughs> that means he's got a Y and a Ware in his name he's nearly all the questions fundamental questions he is well he? on the 17th of September last year it was announced that he was going to receive a gold badge award <laughs> is that like a blue is that the blue yeah, yeah that's what I thought getting anywhere <laughs> Okay, so it's just two guys in Heaven 17. Uh, Glenn Gregory and Martin Ware. uh, It says there's associated acts. Martin Ware is Human League, Heaven 17 and BEF. Oh, BEF. Oh, best ever friends. British Electric Foundation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a band production company. Uh, that's right by him and Ian Craig Marsh and they're coming up later their arrangement for Tina Turner's coming up in a minute oh dear yeah. was that then so Casey and the, and the Sunshine Band give it up as the next song on there we all think it's a Fairly decent pop tunes, but it's nothing really interesting to say. Standard, about it. It's really good. That's going on my playlist. I really liked it. Standard, isn't it? I, mean, I was listening to it at work. It was it's good, upbeat, cheery working music. He's got a very, very serious face on during the video, singing this happy song. Really? Yeah. He's okay. just proper, like, I don't know, very serious man, very intense looking, little beady eyes. That's the sort of person who's got to give it up. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're not... If you're already in a state of levity, there's nothing to give up, is there? 
I did find um, a really good cover of this song by like some two lovely Danish ladies in the 90s. Um, Ace of Base. They were, called, no, <laughs> they were called Cut and Move. Cut and Move. Yeah, That's it was a good version. It was a good version. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Malcolm McLaren double dutch oh my god <laughs> wow. for a start he talks about he, he names specifically it's, double dutch is like a skipping rope game right yep. and he talks about high school kids high yes. school kids are not doing skipping ropes they're off doing drugs and getting pregnant it's just the wrong perhaps in the age. 80s that, that was a, it was a know. craze wasn't it there were still girls doing it at school when we were at school doing a double dutch I mean Salt and pepper and something and then do you not remember them doing it? No. I do. No, but I'm sure it was younger kids. Malcolm McLaren is an interesting figure in that he just sort of gathers people together to do stuff and then takes more credit than he deserves. Yeah, I and, yeah. and he doesn't really do anything on this song except some really lame talking. He sounds like Dylan. But if you took him off the track, it would it wouldn't make it worse. But uh, he got sued over this track because basically just he stealing a load of African music. That's what's good about it is is that stuff. Do you know and, who he got uh, sued by? I, I like the the Boyoyo boy. The Boyoyo boys. Yeah. He also, Set him out of court. After the Sex Pistols, he he put together a band called Bow Wow Wow, and he basically stole all the drums off that off a. Uh, off an African album as well, so he has form. I was quite um, confused when I heard the song, and I sort of heard of the name Malcolm McLaren, but I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I thought he was sort of a more sort of. What's the word I'm looking for here? Punk guy? Yeah, less, yeah. less of a novelty act than this no, sort no, of song. Yeah, he, he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't like a punk guy. He was older than all the yeah. punks, and he kind like, of had this weird affected... Sort of red middle the, class. He was the one that sort of brought the sex pistol yeah, together he, and stuff. Yeah, he put them together and sort of... It's not very punk, is it? Being no, put together it? by him. The double Dutch man. Double Dutch man. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but you're, like... you're looking at time in the wrong direction, man. You're looking back in time. Uh, the, at the time, Sex Pistols didn't know that double Dutch was going to happen. It wasn't like he walked in and was like, I'd like to be your manager, but you should. But I've got this song I want you to play. In five years. From watching the music video, it looks like he's like... One of those like eighties CBBC presenters, like presenting yeah. school, like you know, children's yeah. TV after school stuff. And yeah. he's, he's there with all the girls doing double dutch, and it looks like he's wearing a dressing gown, hanging around loads of like high school girls creepy. doing doing double dutch. The, it's yeah, a bit weird. This, is, this is again, it's interesting looking from this end of the telescope because when you get to sort of see all the stuff that came after and. And U Tree is what. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like I think it's a good song. Just that he happens to just kind of walk. It's like a photo bombing. You know, <laughs> like he's just sort of walked in the background and gone. Oh, can I do some talking here? That would be nice. <laughs> I guess well, I like all this stuff that's going on. Just, like, can yeah. I completely steal it? All? <laughs> yeah. I've never, never ever heard this song until I listened to. Now oh, that's I what I call music, and I was pretty shocked when it came on. <laughs> In fact, it was kind of the Cotton Eye Joe of its day, and I'll come on to Cotton Eye Joe when it happens, but, but my, in brief, Cotton Eye Joe was a, a song that 
indicated infinite possibility with its mashup of genres that shouldn't go together. And in a way, this is that. It's like African music plus Malcolm McLaren. Those two <laughs> things shouldn't go together. It reminds me of like Damon Albarn going off to Africa, like when he's <laughs> yeah. finished with Blur and then coming back and going, Yeah, got all this African music, gonna make a rap album. This oh. came from an album called Duck Rock and uh, it did have some really early hip hop DJs on there. What, this, the Malcolm Supreme, McLaren? Yeah, the Supreme, they call someone like the famous Supreme team. But he basically did all the interviews on the album, which were like little bits of MCing and, and stuff like that. Again, all he did was get stuff that was good and then just put it together. Yeah. It, this song, I sort of thought, wow, this is the novelty record. And then there was a few more songs that came after this on this album. I, I sort of was like, oh, okay. Perhaps novelty <laughs> records were a thing in 1983. Well, later on, there's Kissing With Confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which the, is which is where the questions I asked you at the start came from. They were from the lyrics. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think there's Very always going to be novelty songs. They're always, you know, but free right through. On one, on one now. That was. Well, maybe we need to do a count. Of, of how many novelty songs okay. you can see why because it's just a fun a fun song which is what a novelty song needs to be it can't be a well I know I don't want to talk about Mad World yet I've <laughs> got a couple of facts go on this song was sampled on uh, Double Double Dutch by Dope Smugglers shouldn't that be Quadruple Dutch uh, or shouldn't it or is it like Squared or... Well, well I don't know, like, what's this sort of double-double espresso isn't a quadruple, or is it? Yeah, it is, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, if you're, if you're measuring it in singles, it'd be uh, yeah. four singles, wouldn't it? I suppose, again, again, I suppose you're right. Red, red wine, double-double dutch, we don't need these words. You could, you could save valuable seconds. I, I didn't have, that was the only fact, the only other thing I want to do is go, Hey, boy, boy, bonnet. <laughs> Hey, boy, boy, bonnet. And the Ebonets were a, a little troop of people that did that did double dutch, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess the are they the ones in the video, though? Yeah, the, yeah, the It looked ones. like it was just with some high school girls in some, like, gym hall or something. It was a pretty low-budget video. They were doing some pretty good skipping, though. Yeah, no, they were doing some very good double dutch. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. So, uh, Oh, we're past Casey now, like... That's that's the last we see of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Well, they, their other famous song was was do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight, wasn't it? Really? Was well, it? That was oh. Casey and the Sunshine Band. I don't like Band. that song very much, but oh, Give It Up was good. Song. Give It Up was good. That was Nah. Nah, mate. Clips of the heart. It's, yes. it's a classic, isn't it? Oh, Is love, anyone going to disagree with me there? No. Um, no, I'm not going to disagree with you there. There's so there's much, bus, so much going on. It is Jim Steinman, right? Yeah, I, I had a dream course, once that I, Jim Steinman came around my house and I was, I was going, like, Jim Steinman's here, and everyone's going, who? I'm like, you know who Jim Steinman is? Yeah, it's it's typical Jim Steinman in there. <laughs> there's no subtlety at all. It's just. If, if the 80s was a decade of excess, this is a really good example of that. It's a great rock opera. It's about vampires as well, apparently, originally. Really? Yeah, originally, it was called Vampires in Love because Bonnie Tyler was working on a musical of Nosferatu. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like... I wish that had happened. Oh, uh, that's amazing. I mean, the video for it is pretty phenomenal. Isn't oh, it? I love the video. I love the video. I, I also the love the, the literal 
you know, there was that craze for literal lyrics. Oh, yeah. That's one of the only probably two good good ones that happened, and then everyone did a, a series of not-so-good ones. Um, there was a, a good one on Shooting Stars for yeah. Rod Stewart. Maggie yeah. May, was that the song? Yeah. I just like the fact that the, the synthesizer player is called Larry Fast. Yeah. Larry Fast! I feel like, you know, I'd hire him, even if I hadn't heard his synth work. Like the video was amazing. You got like men getting splashed with water. You got ninjas, ninjas dancing around. You got a food fight. Gymnasts. Yeah. Like That's yeah. weird school. Yeah. I never realised like all the castanets at the start of the song as well. There's Cast- all that clicking. Really? Yeah, there's all castanets oh. going on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got yeah. It was you know, like you sort of get into it by the end, don't you? It keeps like pummeling you into submission. And I like the the kids with the bright eyes. They're very creepy. Yeah. I don't think they're meant to be as creepy as they are. They I'm not sure. They don't look like kids either. How much of that vampire thing has gone through to the video? You know? Well, I I don't know whether it's like some sort of fever dream she's having or like. I don't know, because like at the end of the film... At the end of the film. The film. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the film, she's, like, shaking hands with him all, and she's like, ah, oh, Billy, and ruffles his hair and stuff. And then, like, one of them starts, like, singing all high to her. Oh, turn around, red eyes. And his eyes go all yeah. bright, and she sort of goes, oh, shit, he knows. <laughs> yeah. He it's knows. Like I, that, thought, I, like, I thought I dreamt all that. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. about it. Shit. It's that bit <laughs> in the story when you wake up from a dream about being trapped in the desert, and you're like, thank God that was a dream, and then you empty your pocket and there's sand in it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, and I, I don't give a shit about sports, but you might find it interesting that like one of the kids in that at the end is went on to be a famous footballer. Did he? Yeah. Uh, I, I really want to know who. Well, of course you do. It won't mean anything to me unless it's... It's amazing. You know, Eric Cantona. I know who he is. Ryan Giggs. And uh, I know who Gareth Southgate is. Yeah. I think this is the last we're going to see of Bonnie Tyler. What about holding out for a yeah, hero? That was that? after that, wasn't it? I don't know. Was it? I, I don't so. know. It might not appear. Well, I love that song. No, because no, I've checked. I've checked. <laughs> I've checked. I'm pretty sure she's not on again, but this song is. Um, so there you go. That's a little tempter, uh, isn't it? She's, she's gone, yeah. but this song's coming back. I love the fact that Bonnie Tyler is straining her voice so much. There are times in the song when she's not even singing notes. She's got a little flow of notes and she just sort of goes... Ah! The artwork's good. Look. Did she do Betty Davis eyes? Is that one of hers? No, I don't think so. Because that's all gravelly. Who's that then? Everyone knows Bonnie Tyler only did two songs. Sorry. Total Eclipse of the Heart. (laughs) Holding out for a hero. That's it. Who done Independent Love Song? That was Scarlet. Scarlet? Who's she? Not Bonnie Ah, Tyler. Okay. (laughs) I didn't um, actually do the research properly, so it was actually an urban (laughs) rumour that the guy that was the Italian footballer... Gianfranco Zola but <laughs> what oh, that, guy no, does, that guy does look like Gianfranco Zola yeah, yeah but he isn't he no. fucking hell especially it's like the guy in the video was like a grown man so if he was playing premiership football like 15 years later he, he would have broke in at a pretty old age that's brilliant someone's seen that <laughs> I guess that sort of rumour can exist before the internet. How do you know who this guy is? You're not uh, a manly football Yeah, man. I know about it's 90s amazing. football, because I used to watch it when I was a kid. So, And he was like <coughs> 90s football guy, Gianfranco of Zola. So, although I love the song, the central metaphor makes absolutely no sense at all. A total, like, you know what a total eclipse is? So, she's saying that her love's dying and stuff, but what a total eclipse of the heart. It would only last about seven minutes, and then she'd be all right. But, like, what's eclipsing her heart? It's just... 
it doesn't make any sense at all when you when you think about it, does no, it? No, no. An eclipse so- is just something, you know, the moon goes in front of the sun for a bit, then it moves. It clearly works because it gets streamed loads when there's an eclipse. Yeah, that People was the listening to it all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but it just doesn't go together, the eclipse thing. I think it's just there because it rhymes with the other word, doesn't it? The heart. Otherwise it would have been total eclipse of the brain or total eclipse of the glands or something like that. Total eclipse of the nips. What well, I would say. Total eclipse of the nips. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. I just, uh, and it'd be easier to sort of eclipse a nipple. An eclipse is a temporary get a irritation tassel. where the bird where the bird stops singing. If it's anything, it's not like uh, she's saying she's fallen apart. But an I eclipse think is she an means her apart, heart isn't? is completely in shadow. It's like it's completely in shadow. Therefore, it's very yeah, but. But, but an eclipse, yeah, but an eclipse, <laughs> an eclipse is only a brief shadow. If she wanted it to be in shadow and falling apart for the time that would take, it would just be like a, building a really tall building in front of her heart. Don't you know, get it. That would cause a permanent. Is, is it a thing where you get like. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can say. Totally obscuring my heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, obscuring, that's good. Obscuring. <laughs> Are you gonna gonna play your? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll drop this in. Yeah, drop that in. But I'll I'll play it live. Do it again now, just so I can hear it again. I'll I'll play it live. Yeah, because everyone loves the turnaround bit, and. Um, it's it's the best bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did this little thing where I took all the turnarounds and put them together and cut out the rest of the song. And uh, if I'd spent more time doing it, I probably would have made it actually so it doesn't skip a lot. Like, you could actually just do a really smooth cover of it. But, um... It, you know... That'll turn up again. It's the first few notes of Zombie Nation by Kerncraft 400. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a little bit funny in that. I really am just waiting for the... Yeah. The bright west, the bright west. You were saying about being sponsored by Wikipedia. I mean, this isn't going to be a real podcast unless we can drop in a sponsor by Squarespace. Perhaps we should just, like, advertise Squarespace without them actually sponsoring us so we sound (laughs) legit. (laughs) We should just make up adverts and put them in the middle. Yeah, we could do that. So, But, you know, if you want to be legit, you need Squarespace, Harry's... The, the, the Harry shaving, yeah. Like Simba mattress. Oh. Yeah, you can Simba. have a 100 day trial if you don't like I've it. I've had the Lisa mattress ones. Right. Oh no, Simba. The back one. So. We're so different, Harry. You like <laughs> Simba, I like Lisa. You know? Culture club. <laughs> <laughs>
Culture Club. Oh yes. I love oh this. no, I what? hate it. I hate Carl. Oh, I've heard this and I was like, I've heard it. this for okay. ages. The first, the first and uh, uh, main thing I hate about it is that fucking harmonica. It's awful. <laughs> awful. It's just all so bloody middle of the road and like Boy George is all like bitchy and stuff but then on the song it's just bland. I hate it. I hate the, I hate the bloody bit at the end where it you know, goes into half time with the floor tom and they're clearly like, this will sound good at Live Aid. If Live Aid existed then. Live Aid, come on. But they, they, it's, it's like this kind of faux stadium thing, and it's like, just. Oh, I, I hate this kind of lazy way of singing how he's just. Come, come, you know, it's just. Uh, this, coming from you, said that yeah. Lamal's Only for Love was a forgotten classic. Which I've retracted. Is, that was terrible. This is way better. No, no, I hate it. This I hate is rightfully a classic. It's got horrible. Synth sounds on it's it. Fun it's to got Jordan. And what the fuck? Right. A karma chameleon. Like, Without this, we wouldn't have the karma chameleon phones that existed in the, the uh, late nineties, and they were brilliant. Everyone loved them. It does kind of make some sort of sense, karma chameleon. But then I don't think it's not like they really thought about it that much because they did announce this was their, their next single was going to be called Cameo, Cameo Chameleon yeah, yeah. You, you picked that fact up yeah. as well and, well like, I watched the video that was interesting there was yeah. some children pushing some fake legs into a basket that was quite fun <laughs> and it was meant to be in uh, Mississippi 1870 but it definitely wasn't but then <laughs> really? I did, yeah but then I did because I read that and I thought it, it just looked like it was in the 80s <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it just looked like it was in some, some um, by the side of some river in yeah. a park or something yeah but then I did went and I've got some stock footage of, of Mississippi tugboats and like yeah the Mississippi does actually look a lot like that Okay. So, like, fair enough. Like, it does. Like, the Mississippi does look like some river in the middle of like the outskirts of London, in the middle of the outskirts, in the middle of the outskirts, in the middle of the outskirts <laughs> of London. I mean, and, uh, I think they yeah, go on. Then I've just got facts. No, no. All I was gonna say is like, you know, I I appreciate that other people like it and that my opinion is a bit um, is is unusual, but I I just can't bear it. I think this is the only Culture Club song I've heard that I like, is, is this one. Give us some facts. Well, it was a really big hit. <laughs> Fact! <laughs> it was our only US number one. It was the, it was the biggest selling what? Fact! <laughs> it's the biggest selling what? Fact! Yeah, it was the biggest selling single in the UK in 1983. It sold 1.49 million copies, making it the 31st biggest selling single of all time in Britain. So that's pretty wow, impressive. Up until oh, now. now. That's pretty wow, impressive, that is pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah, it and is And it probably stay that way, because... Singles don't do that many sales these days. No, you can't yeah. take that away from Boy they, George. If you'd gone up to him when he was doing this, like, you know, community work, <laughs> do, you know, when he's on New York doing, like, emptying <laughs> bins and stuff, you go up to him and go, oh, Boy George emptying bins now. He'd go, fuck off, 31st biggest selling single of all time, yeah? <laughs> In the UK. <laughs> okay. they, they, they did perform it on an episode of The A-Team as well. Really? Yeah, that episode oh, they, of The A-Team that yes. they were on. I think I've seen, like, a clip of, yeah, Boy George with Mr T, but I don't... And they were... There was a whole episode that had them in it. It was awesome. amazing crossover. <laughs> and they played out at the end. Um, this is the best that Boy George is ever going to look. By the next one that we're going to talk about in a minute, he's already found his big hat that I thought he'd sort of found in the 90s. <laughs> and he's already, like, really chubby. So, like, he looks like he looks in 1994... 
in like the back half of 1983. So is this the big, the big hat thing? Is there a link with Is that like one of Boy George's old hats or his well, Boy George's be. hats were shorter, weren't they? Shorter than mm. than Jamiroquai's. Mm, and different. Well, he may have he may have passed him a hat down to sort of pass it on. Maybe like you're the biggest pop tosser now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hat watch, hat watch. We aren't going to see a lot of hats, really, are we? Um, so they were talking about when they pop up. I suppose you know. I mean, yeah. that brings us on to the next song. No, don't. <laughs> Not yet. No, no. no. it's a nice segue. <laughs> Did the segue too early? Well, <laughs> sure. we were going to stop talking about hats. I thought I've I've got to talk about this um, this song called "Where's the Dress" about about Boy George's appearance in this video, and two uh, two country singers were, uh, I guess, fairly outraged about it. They wrote this song called Where's the Dress? And basically the story of the song is that he sees Boy George poncing about on telly and he gets a bit annoyed and he thinks it's a bit bit nasty. But then he rings his mate up and goes, let's go dress like women, we'll make loads of money. These kids are making loads of money dressing up right. like birds and that. Like, So there's sort of like in one thing they're condemning it, but then they're also saying, well, if it'll make you a bit of money... Get into there's definitely one you need to listen to, uh, Joe. But I'm not even going to say their names because they're assholes. But well, they definitely, definitely country listen to singers. It. Yeah, you would have thought wearing a sort of dress in sort of America, you know, country music, big in the South. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought they'd like that. No, exactly. But they're saying like if it will make us money, pop a dress on and some makeup okay. and that. They're even though they're against it in principle money makes it all right so like they've got no principles at all they're arseholes anyway look that one up and what, listen to it it's interesting it's right, funny how are you going to segue from that into men without hats <laughs> see men you've, with dresses. you've ruined my opportunity well, even though they were country segue. singers neither of them were wearing hats mm. that brings us on to the next song <laughs> yeah we can dance if we want to we can leave your friends behind cause your friends don't dance and if they don't dance well they're no friends of mine we can go where we want to. Men Without Hats, the safety dance, which apparently was uh, inspired by an event at a New Wave concert uh, where the bouncers wouldn't let people dance. That's right, he was thrown out of a nightclub for doing the po-going dance. Yeah. It's interesting to view this song living today in our health and safety culture, because really, if you were doing a safety dance, you probably would wear a hat it's usually safer to wear a hat I think like if you're on a building site somewhere like that yeah but you don't name your hat. band knowing the story of every song you're going to write though, well you should. <laughs> you should and whether it'll clash Bonnie, with any Bonnie, of those Bonnie stories Bonnie Tyler shouldn't have been called Bonnie Tyler <laughs> she could, should have been called what because she Bonnie didn't write loads of songs about how she was a good roofer <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you've You've got to think these things through when you form a band. And, and, and you say that, like, oh, they didn't know every song they were going to write. Well, what other songs did they write? So if they're only going to write one song... Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it, it appeared in Glee. They did a, really? did a nice uh, auto-tuned version they of that. I think they do everything in Glee, though, don't they? Doesn't it, I think, versions of every song. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't it crop up a lot in uh, It's Always Sunny as well, like... As a kind of whatever they're doing, I'm sure they play it at the party where they're trying to squash their beefs. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe it's not remember. that. I don't know. I did watch the video. It took me a while to find it, but it was some mm. sort of medieval jobby with loads of Morris dancers and okay. things. People going around the maypole, a chicken man and a dwarf. 
Chicken man and a dwarf. <laughs> Did they have hats? Do you every day um, hats? No, even the guy. Well, you wouldn't expect him to have a hat, would you? The singer, being part of member that hat. <laughs> yeah, he I just said he had sort of flow. He looked a bit like Conan the Barbarian. Ooh. This this has actually cleared something you up. You look a little bit like Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> actually. What's that, you? <laughs> what, 1983? Yeah. Mystery for me. Is that your dad? It's, it's yeah, only... he was known for not having a hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always got confused between men without hats and men at work, always interchanging those two. That sounds like... Did we said you're into the next one or what? No, because no, we've got two songs yet before we get songs in between. Oh yeah, I got my numbers see. messed up. So there, I don't yeah. think they took a lot of time programming these things. I quite like Safety Dance, Men Without Hats. Yeah, it's all right. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of one that I listened to and I sort of like, well, I've already heard this several times. You know, didn't didn't yeah. hit me with the sort of song I haven't heard for a long time. Of, oh, this one, yeah. yeah. Or something that I've never heard and shocked me or, you know, pleasantly surprised me. Move a little closer. So, I've told you how much I dislike Calm Chameleon. Are you are you gonna are you gonna slate Kajigugu for me? Yeah, it was pretty shit, isn't it? Well, no, it's got a great chorus. There's some really good slap bass in it. I mean, this song is way better than the earlier one that you said was the the, the hit. You're still getting this wrong. That that was that was Lamar who was in this band and wasn't in that band. They're not the same band. Oh well, they're all the same shit. <laughs> no, I think Too Shy's got a great chorus. I think the, the problem with it is that none of there's no flow in the song. It sounds like yeah. When you put it on, no matter how many times I hear it, I don't realise it's that song till the how chorus. How does the first go? I can't even remember. It. Exactly. It's kind of Travis syndrome. Isn't I remember it? too shy, shy, shy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I don't remember. There's some good slap bass on it on the verses, yeah, but, but I can't like even remember it. Every pop song from the eighties had good slap bass in. Not every song. It was I think this guy's particularly bass. good, and well, he's got okay. like the dangling braids and big white afro. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he looks did. like he looks like an albino, but I don't think he is. I think he's just exceedingly ugly. It seemed all Kachagugu, Lamal, Duran Duran songs have bass slap bass solos in or. Big I slap bass sections. I forgot to because I didn't have my notes up there. I, I forgot to point out earlier that um, Karma Chameleon was used by the Labour Party as theme song for a series of political advertisements against Conservative Party leader David Cameron in the 2008 oh, yeah. UK local elections. So yeah, it might have been the 31st <coughs> number one, but it didn't topple the government. I like I like your yeah. notes there. The first thing for the Culture Club song is hate the lazy smug singing <laughs> and the harmonica. Yeah, you want yeah. a government? You need something like D Ream, something proper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is their only American hit, apparently. What, Too men? shy. Too shy. Mm. So it's, it's the only song I knew really. Yeah. That, well, I'm still a bit confused about the difference between Lamar and Kajagugu. He's in them for this one, and then he's gone by the time we get oh, to the next right. song, I which I quite good. like. Yeah. So, I, I think it's maybe one of the videos I watched of one of these songs was called Lamal and Kachagugu. I did oh, actually... That's what's confusing me. I did actually write Baseline Ace. It's good. And apparently their name came from trying to phonetically spell out what a baby says. Yeah. Gagagoo, and then that became Kachagoo. Yeah. yeah. It's still an awful name. Yeah, it's shit. It goes in my list of worst band names. I think probably 
the top is still Huber Stank. It just sounds horrible, <laughs> doesn't it? It's just, yeah. just a horrible sounding king. <laughs> oh, Huber Stank. <laughs> you like that. You can like that. that. Um, uh. Shall we, shall we talk about Moonlight Shadow? Oh, yes. yes. Save Angels thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, all the reference I had for this song before I listened to it. It was like, well, I remember Dave, Dave Angel Eco Warrior used it. <laughs> I didn't realise it was so, so rocky. It's like one of those songs where you think about it in your head and you can just go round and round yeah. and round and never get to the end of it. Yeah. I always imagine it with, you know... Someone turning around the screen. Goes <laughs> you can't get it. Well, and one, one, I didn't realise. You know who did it. I didn't realise it was an Oldfield song. I thought it was just some some woman. Because I can't remember who the woman singing on it. Maggie it's, Riley. There we go. Um, but That's yeah, it, yeah. Too much delay. Yeah. It's like people who sort of should be kind of like rock nutters running around throwing TVs out of windows and they're like sitting around by a yeah, fire yeah yeah it's a weird yeah, video yeah. sort of strumming his flying V like it's yeah, acoustic that, that really yeah. shocked me actually when the the solo came in and I was like oh there's a guy playing a strat and I was like oh it's quite a nice solo actually and then as soon as his solo ends a guy pops up holding a flying V and plays like a rock solo and I was just like this seems so out of place a flying V guitar in Moonlight Shadow it's ridiculous it's weird it's, it's... but you know I, I did get quite excited when they saw that <laughs> and I couldn't believe they had the double solo that was good two solos in a row there's a it was a very big hit in Europe it got all, all over the charts in Europe and uh, in 2002 there was a Eurodance version which is oh my word is, does that say Groove Concierge I'll <laughs> do that's, that's a good name I think it says Groove Coverage oh that's not so good oh no Groove Concierge well if not you should, we should definitely start a band called Groove Concierge that's really good <laughs> it's good oh, yeah the video was rubbish like, oh I like the video oh just <laughs> blue some blue stuff like some some guys blue sitting in like a footage. big fancy mansion or castle or something just play, I, playing the song I like the owl at the end that's yeah. about it really yeah the uh yeah, I enjoyed this. This will go on my, my uh, one of my playlists of good good songs. I'll listen to this yeah. again. No. If I get yeah, no, no it's, I've it's, got a soft spot for it. It doesn't mm. feel like an eighty song. It feels like out of time. Yeah, it does. But yeah. I'd, I'd, it's Mike Oldfield who did Tube of the Bells, which is very odd. Nothing like that. Which is why, uh, if I can manage it, I'll, I'll recut some Exorcist footage with with that instead of Tube of the Bells. <laughs> <laughs> is that the last oh it's the last song that I give a shit about it's the last song you give a shit about on what there. songs on what no on the on this oh. on this disc on this what? disc down under you got fucking down under oh, no, no. hang on hang on I yeah. put, it's because I put them with other things I put men and white men that hats she made me nervous she took me in and gave me breakfast and she said do you come from a land down under Men at Work, Down Under, that's another classic, and surely the only song with the word Vegemite in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, as soon as I hear it, I was thinking, oh, this is the Vegemite sandwich song. It's <laughs> controversial. It's, uh, it's Vegemite. Do you, do you prefer Marmite? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not controversial, then. But no. I like Vegemite, you know, I'm not that fast. If someone gave me Vegemite, I wouldn't, like, oh, you know, I wouldn't throw it back in their face. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah, I'd probably sort of put it in between Marmite and Bovril. 
you know, because Bovril's all right, but it's not Marmite, is it? Vegemite's a bit closer. Well, yeah, there's always yeah. supermarket-owned brand versions of Marmite, and they never taste the same. It's so well, I don't think I'd ever even try that. I don't think I tried it in my own house. I wouldn't allow it in my in no, house. No, I would have kicked you out if you brought fake when Marmite. When I lived in the house we lived together with Al, I remember she used to buy supermarket brand uh, Bovril, and that was just called Beefy drink. Oh, got a jar of beefy drink. <laughs> oh, God, I remember I brought this, like, vegetable bullion thing. It was, like, this yellow powder that was all vegetably, right? And it said, like, you know, you put it in, like, you know, stuff, like, you know... You, yeah, you like, said, a, like, stock. Yeah, it's, like, stock. And, but it also said, like, oh, put two uh, teaspoons in, in hot water for a delicious drink. And I was like, oh, delicious drink. And I sort of did it and I mixed it all up. It was, it was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this isn't delicious. I've, I've never tried Fovril as a drink, but I can't imagine it's nice. Was it this, Harry? Uh, it was very similar. Oh, to very that. similar. Yeah. Not the same one. Yeah. So, does um, that say mix it up and make a delicious drink out of it on the back? Are, do you know? If, are the are the men at work actually from Australia? Yes, they are. Yeah, I they had are. to look into uh, okay. it, but yes, they are. <laughs> to investigate. The like video that. is quite funny, isn't it? But like the whole sort of theme of it is basically wherever you go, people know you're Australian. That's basically it, isn't it? <laughs> it reminds me of Dreadlock Holiday. In, in some regards except yeah. it's not rubbish well the thing about <laughs> it though it reminded me of um, Dreadlock Holiday when I thought that they weren't Australian because it just sounds like a lazy list of like oh Australian caught cats and well, kangaroos but <laughs> but actually like they are Australian so. it's been embraced by the Australian people has it? Is, yeah is they it love by it the tourist board or anything it's like got that? cultural significance has it? it yeah it was uh, played at the 2000 Sydney Olympics closing ceremony yeah. wow yeah yeah and also it was subject to a copyright lawsuit because the you know the kookaburra the twiggly biggly thing yeah the twiggly biggly <laughs> that apparently just is kookaburra and they even sort of said that and they didn't realise anyone owned it and apparently someone does own it and he'd not made any claims on it at all so it seemed to be in the public domain but it wasn't, some guy owned it mm. and he basically won and now they have to pay him 5% of all royalties for that song going forward Well, Happy happy Birthday is under copyright and if they enforced it you know, if everyone that ever sung it would be very rich Yeah, but Would the guy who wrote this, right, he said that the guy who played the float... The float? The float. The float. <laughs> yeah. He said the guy that played the, the flute bit and also the guy who wrote it's dad died soon after the court case and he blamed all the stress of the court case on those deaths. So ah. it's a song that's got blood on its hand. <laughs> and it was number you. one in the UK. It's a good well. tune, though. Yeah, this was probably started us on the road that led to Neighbours and Home and Away becoming prime British TV. You know, I think we've always had a love affair of Australia. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee was somewhere on there as well. So in a way, they're responsible for Crocodile Dundee, Australian soaps, and Death. Which um, you know, at least all you can say about Boy George is that he had some coke or something, whatever it was he did. Didn't he tie someone up and not let him go or something recently? Yes, oh, he did. Chain of guys. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about that until we get to victims. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So, Rocksteady Crew. Rocksteady Crew. Rocksteady Crew. 
mentioned that earlier. The old Rocksteady crew. I, I oh, really like this. I fucking loved it. Yeah, this it is was great. Awesome. When it started, I was like, oh, this is terrible. But it's got my favourite kind of rapping in it, which is like kind of slow 80s rapping. Really just hard. talking, essentially. <laughs> no. well, that was another thing I forgot to say. In Red Red Wine, there's a really terrible rap bit in Red Red Wine. Is really there? awful, yeah. Oh, where? Yeah, I'm sure there is. Where does he rap in Red Red Wine? Oh, I think you're listening to a later version. No, no, no. That's, that's... No wonder you don't like it. <laughs> you're listening to oh, pop really? I don't recognise it. Just heard a bit of it. Wow, this is some sort of extended mix. So yeah. Sort of, I it's sort of, like it's barely three minutes long, the single. Okay. Yeah. You thought that out, Ted, it's welcome. Red, red wine, remember fee so fine, you keep me running. Wow. I love the time. Red, red wine, remember fee so fine, I feel a million dollars when you're You make me feel so quiet. I mean, this is making this song a lot worse. <laughs> I mean, Fucking hell, it helped. This lasts its welcome at three minutes. Yeah, this song's good at three minutes, but not 520. Okay, a shit rapping. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rock City crew, interesting in that um, bit like Double Dutch. It was like, a, you know, that was uh, a jumping rope craze. This is also a breakdancing thing. But instead of having a weird old man hanging around with kids doing Double Dutch, it's just some kids singing about what they like to do. So It's fun. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah, the really? drum machines are great. Yeah, yeah, and it indicates those sort of heavier bits, and it sounds like there's like a double kick. Oh, it's great. Do you know what? That's really uh, good bass synth. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I, I, love that. I think this has got to be the forgotten gem, hasn't it, really? It ships yeah. all over the mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terrible rapping, which, you know, you were talking about. It's not terrible, it's just that was that's how it was at the time. No one thought to. Matching uniforms. Yeah. There's some, some. It's a good video as well. I like the video, all the, the breakdancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and all the body popping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's Brilliant. Good. Stuff. There's a bit where they were like dancing and they had a strobe light on them. That looks cool. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that like, was cool. It, was this like proto hip hop? Was this what hip hop was sort well, of no, like no, before no, hip hop was like, a real thing? Like, hip hop was sort of emerging at the very end of the 70s, really. I mean, mm. it was still not broken into the mainstream. So, you know, the elements of hip hop are like. In, Graffiti and b-boying, that's and, yeah, yeah and DJing and MCing. Thing. It wasn't just. But, well, what was yeah, this? Didn't sound like hip hop. I mean, I don't know what you'd call it. Unless it <laughs> yeah. was hip hop. Uh, well, there's this sort of electro thing going on in early hip hop, isn't there? Because yeah, drum machines and things. Like some elements from it were coming from funk and stuff like that. But there was like, and a lot of the Grandmaster Flash stuff is very, like if you listen to the message, all the backing on that is very electronic and. You know, using samplers and synths and what have you. Yeah, this was this was great. I've never heard this either. This was no, I've never heard it, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, well, well, there you go." It's, it's, this uh, shit's all over Double Dutch. It's way better. It shits all it over the It was really Mal. good. Oh yeah, definitely shits on the metal. I think Double Dutch probably think, shits all over the metal. Well, song. I think I think if Double Dutch didn't have Malcolm McLaren on it, then then this song would be about equal. But the lack of Malcolm McLaren does make it very good. And the drum machine is so good in this song. I'm just loving it. <laughs> um, Rod Stewart, Baby Jane, Paul Young. Didn't remake any impression on me, really. Whoa, well, well I, we I, can... Pretty quickly gloss over Rod Stewart, but I'm not <laughs> letting you do that to Paul Young. Well, I was going to yeah. say about that Rod Stewart song is while I was listening to that, it's only about four minutes long, and yeah. it just felt like it never ended. I, it, oh, exactly my God. the same thing. 
Right. Oh, and the only highlight is when the uh, sax solo comes in. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and a pretty screaming sax solo jump in to save me from Rod Stewart's hideous voice. I think I'd fallen asleep by then. No. I just didn't like it at all. God, like... It felt so long, though. I thought it was about six minutes in, and I had a look, and it's like two and a half minutes gone. I was like, oh, it, my it's God. It's got this sort of descending chorus that's all dreary. Rod's hair and outfit and everything. Yeah, and his voice. He's just a terrible man. Does, my my mum loves Rod Stewart. I think she probably just fancied him, like, when he was... Uh, when he, he was, was all right in the 70s. He, looked, he was but, all right, a bit of a lad. My older know. brother really likes Rod Stewart as well. And I, oh, God, his he voice, was, it's like... Nails on a chalkboard. I can't. He's, he's, oh. one of the few, he's one of the few people to have performed at Carrow Road because I heard his. I heard part of his set from the Morrison's car park to Morrison's. I was like, oh, it's Rod Stewart. If you think about other stadiums people performing now, we've had Elton John, Status Quo, and Rod Stewart. Take that. Yeah. that. Yeah, and that's about it, really. Didn't little? No, I think they did it like that was, park, a, a, was a little mix showground. I think. But it's so, interesting. Yeah. This is this is not part of the podcast, but. Um, well, Lionel Richie don't say that it might be well, Lionel, it depends Lionel, how good it Lionel is Lionel Richie is playing in Norfolk oh, yeah. tickets are 75 quid and the local oh. paper basically wrote an article that was just them reprinting loads of people's Twitter comments oh yeah I, I read that and uh, then every day since they've pretty much been putting something else on their website about the tickets and or I mean, about the going on sale and... you've got a journalist who's supposed to be able to like write good copy but instead what you get is like you know Tim from Cossie said Oh, come on. I like a bit of Rod Stewart, but 75 quid, he's having a laugh. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> well, the thing with Lionel Rich, well, I saw like a little clip advertising his upcoming shows, and they had a clip of him singing live, and he can't sing live for shit. I don't know if he um, like used to be good at singing live, and now he's old, he, he can't. Meatloaf. Oh, it sounded bad. Yeah. Tyler oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 75 quid for a guy that can't sing. Uh, moving on from Rod Stewart. Whoa. Whoa. Can we? Hang on. we well, just quickly, got to mention something. Uh, Bell and Sebastian covered this song uh-huh. as a B-side to one of their singles. I, it's funny because I haven't heard it, but as soon as I read that, I could imagine exactly what it would sound like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet that sounds a lot nicer. <laughs> it's the worst of the 80s, this sort of stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's as well because, you know, Rod Stewart by this point, well, I suppose Mike Coldfield was as well, but Rod Stewart was really... It sort of peaked in the 70s and then just drags on and you, you get that with Tina Turner as well. Yeah, right? this, the, the Tina Turner song and the Phil Collins song I all sort of put in the same group of sort of... You need your young guns. Well, like, uh, you need people who are young. Like the Rocksteady crew. You don't need people who are old. You need people who are young. So, which brings us... the type of guy that gives a good eye Everybody knows But I love them where I lay my hat. God, there's a lot of hat talk going on. There is. There is. <laughs> well, Paul, I liked this. It was like Vienna sort of thing, wasn't it? It's yeah. all sort of slow. It's, it's synth- a Marvin Gaye song or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Cover, yeah. And uh, like, it's not the best Marvin Gaye sort of song either. But I think Paul Young like does does a like, gives it a different kind of makes it something else. I liked it. It was good. The- I thought it was a good vocal performance. Just thought, you know, a nice little ballad. It grows on me. I had a couple of listens and I was like, yeah, yeah, it works. It's not like you screwed your face up. It was all right. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. Interesting thing about Paul Young is uh, um, about 10 years ago, me and Martin were in a band and uh, we got a MySpace account, as everyone does. 
One of our first friend requests was from Paul Young, and I have no idea how he came across us at all, unless he just had this like sort of automated thing that made friends with everyone on Facebook. Because I couldn't see any link just between Paul Young knows good music. <laughs> He's just got his ears to, ears to the ground. You know, he knows all the, the good guys on the Norwich scene. Yeah. Hang on a sec. This is Paul Young, right? Isn't this the same Paul Young who? wants us to forget that he was in the street band that did the song Toast in the 70s. It's the same... Was he? Yeah. Yeah. And that was <laughs> that's a way better song than this. <laughs> this well, this loves one's toast. Good. It had, like, the wobbly... kind of bass. That's, that's from, like, the Partridge where he's doing the bass. That's the same bass there. Yeah, well, Apparently, the first bit of that wobbly bass in this song is from, like, a Stravinsky song. Oh, OK. It's from The Rite of Spring by Stravinsky. Not as interesting as the right of spring, but I do like the I'll, I'll, the fact that he did toast. You know, I'll, I'll give him a free pass for anything at that <coughs> point. It would anywhere I lay my hat would be better if in the middle he was just sort of like I didn't know what I wanted, and even if I did, I wouldn't have been able to ask for it because I couldn't speak. You know, a bit of that in there. <laughs> You've got marmalade like, toast, white toast, or all <coughs> kinds of marmalade. I liked him dribbling blood out of his mouth at the end of the video because he couldn't he do, do it like. Well, he's sort of just supposed to bleed from the mouth, but obviously you can't do that. You have to sort of dribble the fake blood, so you just sort of see him go... (laughs) What did that have to do with the song? Anywhere I lay in my hat, that's where I'm going to bleed. It really wasn't. It was just him sort of walking about, like walking out on a woman in a hotel room and singing the song. And then at the end he lies down, a bit of blood comes out of his mouth. It doesn't really... doesn't really have much context. Say it, say it nice and loud. Nice and loud. Don't hold the book in front of the microphone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Mel. That's what no, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Do it in your normal voice. Professional voice. <laughs> You've got a nice voice. I've got it. a nice voice. This is friendly. It sounds friendly. Hi, Hi, everyone. Hi guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Hi guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us online on the socials. Twitter and Instagram at NWT underscore podcast. And get us at SoundCloud. Now we're talking podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, it's good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>